Welcome to Detroit Strange. That's exactly it. Yeah. So that's Alex over there. That's Jessica over there. Uh, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm first day of fun employment. I know. You got a new job starting next week. That's awesome. I know. I'm super excited. My last day was yesterday at my old job. And then today's my first day off. I feel like five days off. And I, of course, spent it baking. Awesome. I made some soft pretzels. I know. And thank you for bringing them and sharing them. No problem. Like, I made a new rule that I can't just bake if I'm just going to be at home. I have I can only bake when I'm going somewhere or doing something. Okay. So that way I just don't have, like, a ton of baked goods all over the house. That's a fair rule. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to bake because I podcast things today. And then also my friend Grace came over because over the weekend I, I learned I'm a Nancy Drew kind of hoe. That sounds like a good hoe to be. Yeah, like we got the idea to try and do a Twitch stream of Ooh. us playing Nancy Drew and the Curse of Blackmore Manor. Because oh. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's such a dumb game. I want to play. You have to go over and play with us sometime. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. They, like, they're actually kind of ooky spooky. Ooh, like, I like that. Your character wakes up at 3 a.m. and they're just like <gasps> chanting. The witching hour. Yeah. Ooh. And then like... Because she walk around the mansion, and all of a sudden, like, the music, like, is, like, Jaws ooky spooky. Ooh. Like, something's about to get you. Mm-hmm. You can also, like, die and shit. Like, we got eaten by a plant. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. My friend said she was playing one, though, where, like, you're walking through the woods, and you find someone's, like, sleeping bag, like, someone's been sleeping there, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you get murdered. <gasps> like, Ooh. these are children's games. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure they're rated E for everyone because, like, they don't ever show it. Like, they don't show her being stabbed or anything. It's just kind of like, you just say, like, ah, then, like, text. I'm like, like she gone. Over. Yeah. <laughs> she dead. <laughs> um, I have a question about the plant, though. Yes. Does it sing? Is it is it, like, a little shop of No, it's not situation? that fun. Because it's owned by this, like, uppity British woman. It's like, <sighs> Well, then. Yeah. Mm. It's the worst accent I've heard, besides my own. <laughs> Aw. I like, when I was in um, Copenhagen, we went on a bike tour, and the guy who led the bike tour was from London, mm-hmm. and I was talking about Great British Bake Off, and I just slid into my Great British Bake Off accent, which is exaggerating, because it's me, just me and Jen in my house going like, oh, that's a good bike. <laughs> oh, that's sounds, a good bike. Soggy bottom. Sounds a little more Australian the first time you said yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe that's because I hang out. I hung out with a ton of Australians. Maybe. You picked it up a little bit. Yeah. Good on you. Good on me. Yeah. <laughs> How have um, you been? Uh, I've been okay. I'm moving this weekend, which Ugh. moving Don't is the worst. Yeah. Uh, it's not fun. But new beginnings. Yes. Yeah. I am excited, you, you know, for that part of it. And just, I don't know. I've never lived anywhere as an adult as long as I've lived in my current place. So. How long have you been there? Three years. I move a lot. I get that. There was like a two-year span where I moved five times. Holy in moly. In two years. That's yeah. more than me. Okay. But I've been where I'm at now. It'll be three years in January, so. Oh, you'll have to have a, a three-year anniversary party. Yes. A three-year anniversary party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll make all like the, you know, the typical things for a three-year anniversary party. Yes. I don't know what that th- is the Cupcakes year Cupcakes with the letter three on them. Okay. Fantastic. Um, jello shot. Oh, my God. Have you ever made jello shots without like the little plastic cups? What would you put them in? I put them in mini muffin tins, but I forgot to make the jiggler recipe. Uh-huh. So when I dumped them onto the plate, they kind of just like. Slashed together. They kind of just like flattened. 
and then like it became a party game. We decided to try and use like cooking chopsticks to try and pick them up. <laughs> Did they just like cooking like, chopsticks are, like three feet long? Oh, yeah, kind of. But then we realized you could um, slurp them through a straw. So then you just stick a straw into them and just. That makes more sense. Like a bubble tea straw would be really useful Ooh, in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's my my big concern right now is just get getting this this move done and getting settled and yeah feeling yeah. feeling human again because right now everything's in like boxes and a little chaotic and I'm excited to have like routine I guess back a little bit and just kind of like a space because like when you're yeah. stuff's all like in boxes and stuff you're like oh, I don't really feel like I can do anything or mm-hmm. be a real person because all my stuff is in boxes right now yeah and like you know, I tried to keep out things I thought I would need, but of course, stuff You has can come never off. predict that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I have no idea what box that's even in. And I was trying to get an earlier start on it than usual because a lot of people were like, oh, have you packed yet? I was like, no, it's like a week away. And everybody's like, you haven't packed yet? And it made me feel like I, I needed to start right. I was like, okay, I, yep, I'm packing right now, I guess. When my mom listens to this episode, she's like, Alex is the same way. <laughs> Because, like, when I was moving from my last apartment to the house I'm in now, they came over and they just, like, started throwing shit into boxes. Like, how did you not have this done yet? I'm like, I don't know. I just thought I'd be fine. I mean, I'm usually pretty good about having it done before, like, anybody is there to help me. But I will be doing it up until the minute before somebody arrives to help me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a, I'm not an early, I'm a a procrastinator by nature. So, Mm -hmm. but I do all my best work procrastinating because it's how I get all my work done. I did pack my blender actually way too early because I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a smoothie. No, I won't have a smoothie. Surprisingly, I think I only use my blender to make salsa. That's an okay use. Yeah. I use, I got one of those Ninja blenders. So it's like my food processor, my blender. It's got one of those like smoothie add-on thing. Yeah. I've seen that infomercial way too many times. So I know exactly what you're talking about. They're pretty good. I mean, like for that price range, they're a really good product. In oh, yeah. Opinion. So I would... hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, but if anyone knows who work at Magic Bullet, we'll t- or no Ninja, no, you said Ninja. Never mind then. I actually returned to Magic Bullet once. I'm not surprised. I've seen that infomercial a lot of times. <laughs> it was like a yeah. half hour long. Yeah. Well, I used. To, <laughs> it was very long, and it was. It, it does like one thing. It, it blends. And it blends tiny amounts of things. Right, and then I was like. You can make muffins batter with it. Let's put all the things you make to make muffins. You blend it, and wow, look, you got muffins now. You got, like, three muffins. Right. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's not bad, but it it was not for me. Yeah, not for me either. I moved into the ninja world instead. Love that for you. Me too. Although, you know, someday that, that Vitamix and I oh, yeah. will be friends someday. Well. What are we sipping on? Uh, we are drinking, it's nothing fancy, uh, it is a salty dog. Have you ever had a salty dog before? I have, I think. I don't know. Well, now you have, because you just took a sip. Yeah, I sure did. I'm going to take a sip, too. Sorry, I forgot I was waiting. I was like, like this oh, is yeah. the time I take a sip now. Um, <laughs> no, no, that was excellent timing. I could use a little bit more grapefruit juice in it, probably. I don't think uh, I've ever had my own. I feel like someone's like, here, try this. And I'm like, what is it? And like, salty dog. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a fun thing to order at the bar just because it's actually a pretty basic drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it comes with a salt rim. I'm usually not a fan of salt rim, but this one's okay. 
Mm-hmm. I like, well, see, I like a good salt rim. Like, I heard you know, that about you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Stop spreading rumors, okay? <laughs> um, it, so it is grapefruit juice, traditionally grapefruit juice and vodka with a salt rim. Mm-hmm. So a Greyhound is grapefruit juice and vodka because, you know, really simple drinks always have a fun side name. Yeah. Uh, so that's why this is the Salty Dog because of the salt rim on it. Ooh. Yeah. It's it's a nice summery drink. I always forget it exists until somebody else mentions it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Salty Dog. It, it's refreshing, though. I like a good grapefruit flavor thing. So. Me too. I don't drink. I don't enjoy grapefruit enough. Yeah. I think they're pretty good, actually. I didn't as a kid like them. But then I... I think sometime in my 20s, I tried like a white grapefruit and they're a little bit different than yeah. the ruby red. I'm not a ruby red girl. I figured out. I'm a, I'm a white grapefruit. I like kind of like grapefruits, but like one, I remember one time in college, they were on like a five pound bag was on sale for like a couple bucks. I'm like, mm-hmm. sure, why not? And then we just had grapefruits laying around for entirely too long to the point where we drew a face on one. Oh. We named it Jonathan <laughs> and we would just hide in places. That sounds like it could get pretty dangerous if it got old enough. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he went through an emo phase where he got an eyebrow ring. <laughs> R.I.P. Jonathan. Aww. Well, our drink today, actually, I chose specifically because the name Salty Dog. And do you want to know what my topic is? Is it the ocean? It is not the ocean because Michigan is not near the ocean. That makes nor sense. Nor is Detroit. Even though we have many great lakes. Uh, it is the salt mines. Ooh, that makes way more sense. Yes. I don't know why I didn't even think to guess that. <laughs> well, actually, technically, you know what? The salt mines exist because of the, the ocean. ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were kind of right. I'll take that. Okay. I'll give it to you. Do you know anything about the salt mines? A little bit. Not a ton. I know that, like, I think they're still used today, but it's mostly for, like, roads. Like, road salt. Like, yeah. Nobody eats the salt from there anymore. Yeah, no, you're very correct in that. I've always heard that about their existence, and I found a little bit more information about them. I actually wrote my notes. This is so stupid, but I wrote, did you know Detroit is pretty salty? <laughs> womp, womp, womp. What was I thinking? Uh, and I'm I go, salty about that joke. <laughs> it, goes, it gets worse. I'm not talking about the unique sass <laughs> that the great city has. I'm talking about 1,160 feet below the surface. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote this. I was thinking I was like a 55-year-old father for some reason. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's also referred to as the city beneath the city. And it's a labyrinth of like tunnels and chambers. That's spooky. Yeah. So it was created over 400 million years ago during what was called the Devonian period. So this is like when fish were first starting to grow legs and go on to land. And the first plants were producing seeds or plants that produce seeds were coming into existence. So real long ass time ago, right? Yeah. The earth was covered in oceans at this time too. So again, you were right. And they poured into huge basins and then dried up and left salt deposits behind in the process. So Michigan being a very large area for that. They would have uh, been covered up by dirt, pushed in by glaciers at that time. So this area is called the Michigan Basin. That makes sense. Yes, it does. So salt was first used by local Native American tribes who would go and take it from salt springs. They would use it, you know, mostly for food purposes and also, I believe, for possibly getting uh, leather. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1895, a large rock salt deposit was discovered 
but it was buried under a thousand feet of stone and glacial drift. So humans still had to get that salt though. They were like, we need that salt. But they needed a way to actually get down to it because most of it was below the surface. Uh, so in 1906, the Detroit Salt and Manufacturing Company was ready to get that salt. So there were a number of problems getting it out. They had to, first of all, build a shaft. Uh, by the way, the word shaft will be used many times during this episode. If you're at home and have a drink, drink every time Jessica says shaft. Oh, there we go. So it was really hard to get it out. And also everything that would go in would not necessarily come out other than humans. Yes. So like mules were lowered into the mines and no one really knows what happens to the, happened to the remains. And six men were even killed in the mines at the times due to natural gas and flooding. So this is, again, the first time that a shaft had been made. Yeah. Uh, there have been no deaths in the mines since then, though. That's good. Yes. And even though the mines are part of what was once just seabed, there's no remains of any other creature been found. So, again, uh, I'm not sure exactly. It was very hard to find any information on what happened to those the six men who did die back down there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they I think they were able to bring their bodies back up. Not sure. But the mules that were taken down there, nobody really knows what happened to their remains. Because once a mule went down, it lived in there. Oh. I know. I felt really bad for them. So, um, the company was getting the salt and a couple other problems they came into hydrogen sulfide gas and hundreds of feet of stone and glacier drift slowed their progress so again we're talking really really deep in the surface Mm -hmm. and sinking the shaft was also a costly project and caused the detroit salt and manufacturing company to go bankrupt before even reaching the salt oh my god yeah so their first tunnel was about six foot by six foot and the salt was originally used for ice cream and catalytics oh it's a catalytic uh salt lick for cows i think i think like at first, I'm like, did she say Cadillac wrong? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cadillacs and ice cream. Yeah. Okay. So the first dig obviously did not go too well as they became bankrupt and there were um, men killed during it. But in 1910, there was a newly reorganized Detroit Salt Company. So this is a new group. They completed the 1,060-foot shaft. And two years after it was complete, which is 1912, the Watkins Salt Company took over operations and incorporated under the new name Detroit Rock and Salt Company. So it's already changed hands like a lot at this point in time. Mm-hmm. It will keep doing so. That seems to be a trend in Detroit. Yeah. I feel like when stuff is new, like that happens a lot too. Yeah. Because people are still trying to figure it out. So this new company, Detroit Rock Salt Company, they sank the shaft another 100 feet and began working on a second one in the salt bed and had higher success. So this is the first time it's really kind of working. International salt, so salt bigwigs of the Midwest, as I call them in here, uh, noticed and they purchased the mine. So again, we're, it changes hands again. Mm-hmm. The second shaft had, a tw- or has actually, because it still exists, a 22-foot wide opening. So it's much bigger. Again, the first one was yeah. only six foot. Real intimate getting down there. I did there. a duck. Hmm? I'd have to duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think most of these go kind of straight down. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that makes more sense. Yeah. Than, I, I don't know why. I was just picturing like a, just a diagonal straight into the earth. And I'll go on about some uh, like elevator systems and stuff they have for getting in and out of them. That makes way more sense. <laughs> By 1914. So, again, this is pretty early, though, too. For They had a lot of technology, basically, for the time period being involved in this. Yeah. Uh, They were producing some 8,000 tons a month, which were primarily used for leather and food processing. 
Because mm-hmm. again, during that time, refrigeration was not necessarily like in everybody's home. So salt oh, yeah. was used, you know, for meats and things like that to make them last longer. Workers began using more mechanical and electrical equipment to make their process easier and they gained in product productivity. So mm-hmm. again, getting better at their, everything. Uh, 1922, a second tunnel was dug out to help expedite the process. So at this point, they really just had the one main one. And the second tunnel was finished by 1925 and would allow for larger, faster equipment to be taken in the mines. So parts of the machine, because they couldn't fit the whole machine, were lowered piece by piece. Again, following the rule, once it goes down, doesn't come back out. Yeah. So any maintenance that needs to be done on these machines is done in the mines. They put them together down in the mines, too. So they none, oh. none of the machines were lowered specific, you know, as yeah. whole machines. Uh, they're just reassembled below the surface. Uh, so 1983, so this is a good 60 years later, International Salt closed its operations but offered tours of the space, so they didn't want to leave it, like, just chilling there. Two years later, the tours were stopped when Crystal Mines Incorporated purchased the mines as a storage site. It sat like that for 15 years. until it's store stuff in the mines or, like, just, yep. just what? Yeah, they weren't going to mine it. I think they might have if I'm recalling correctly, might have had plans to maybe investigate, like, mining it again. Uh-huh. But at this point, I believe this was, like, a pretty large company. Mm-hmm. They just were using it for storage. That's shady. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we need to store stuff in this mine. Like, not a storage unit. Like, I need to store this hundred thousand, not hundred thousand, like, like, a thousand feet underground. Yeah, I, I don't, I and it didn't say what they were storing, so I'm also, Probably like, dead bodies. Ooh. Well, it's a very like, clean space, actually. I mean, well, I think it would preserve them, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, salt. Yeah. I mean, that's how you preserve meat. True. That's gross and morbid, but accurate. Before there were chirogenics? Yes. It was just, they would put people in salt until they could bring them back to life. Well, or uh, lye, doesn't lye have... Similar qualities to swap. I think Lai burns because all I remember from Lai is like, how oh, is that it? Fight Club when he like kisses his hand and then like uh, dumps Lai on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Also in um, I think I'm thinking of something else. The favorite Emma Stone. They put Lai in the water. She's to wash the floors with and it eats the shit out of her hand. Oh ew. Yeah. Yeah. They were mean to her. Okay. She got hers though. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. It's good. I will add it to my list. So this the salt mines, uh, they sat like this for 15 years until 1997 when the Detroit Salt Company, uh, which I found out is actually a Canadian company. Interesting. Okay. Uh, they purchased the mine and began production again in 1998. So at this time, the salt began to be used only for de-icing roads. So that's what it's used for today. I wonder why they stopped using it for, like, do you think we ship so many other sources of, like, edible salt? Yeah, and I mean, like... I think I go on in a little bit to talk about, yeah, I will go on in a little bit to talk more about it, but basically there's a guy from Wayne State University who was talking about, like, the properties. It's the same properties. It's just that I think because it comes out in such, like, mass quantity and the way it comes out, it's just easier to use it for de-icing. That makes sense. Um, And also, like, there's a lot of salt sources in the world as far as, like, table salt and things like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's that it couldn't be used for that, but I think... It's just easier to use it for de-icing. That makes sense. Plus, like, everything's into sea salt these days. Exactly, yeah. And also, I'm sure there's more, like, regulations on making table salt. Or, yeah. You know, or producing table salt. Yeah, because you're consuming it as mm-hmm. opposed to just throwing it on the road. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure it's a little a little different there. 
so that's the same company that owns it today. Uh, a couple things about what it's like to be in the salt mines. So miners ride down to the mines. And by the way, the height of the mine, the the deep, well, both shafts really, is if you put the run sun in and then put the fissure building on top of it. That's how deep these are. Damn. Yeah. So like real tall. The elevator is very tight and men are face to face during the entire ride. So it's a very uh, close Awkward. space. Yeah. It didn't say how long it takes, but I'm wondering how long it actually takes to get through the whole ride. Um, just imagine just like five minutes, just like locking eyes with someone mm-hmm. as you slowly descend into the earth. Well, and that's like their job. So this is like a daily thing too. Like, Shit. Yeah. What'd you eat last night? Went, you? went down to the went down to the mine. But no, but but what what'd you have for dinner? Oh yeah, yeah. Like just like just weird like, small try to make talk. small talk yeah. for five minutes as you descend slowly into the earth. Yeah, it'd be kind of intense for me. <laughs> yeah. So they're face to face. Once in the mines, they extract the salt using what's called the room and pillar method. So this means removing fifty percent of the salt while the remaining is used for structural support. So literally, like everything is salt, which is just crazy to think about. You know, your support is salt. salt. Yeah. Also, when I was writing this, I was just like, can you imagine how awful it would be to be, like, buried alive by salt? Yeah. I mean, you'd be well-preserved, but, like... Yeah, but you'd also be, like, super wrinkly and, like, just... just, I mean, the idea of being buried alive in general is, like, a a terrible, terrible nightmare. One of the worst things, in my opinion. But, But, like, salt... Yeah. Oh. Wasn't there a movie where Ryan Reynolds was, like, buried alive? Um, The whole movie just, like, him in a casket or something? I don't know. Maybe. The only thing that comes to mind is um, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's, like, punching the thing forever. She gets out, though. Girl gets out. Yeah. Love that for her. Me, too. So they drill holes, they insert explosives into them, and they blast out about 900 tons of salt in less than three seconds. That's... That's how much salt is still down there if they're able to get that much in like three seconds? And then you guys, they probably got to chunk it up and get it out of the mines. It's something, I read something, I forget, but it's something like for a next, like we'd have salt for 40 million years at the rate they're going. Like it's a ridiculous amount of salt. Holy crap. Yeah. I'll show you a map too of like how extensive it is in a, in a minute. But so the salt is crushed, placed onto thousands of feet of conveyor belt and hoisting shaft and then taken up to the surface. And when it reaches the surface, it, it's taken out in, um, I wrote 10 ton loads, but I think I mean 10,000 ton loads. Very large loads. It's taken out in very large loads. I'm going to say loads a lot too, apparently. Loads and shaft. Uh. <laughs> um, so it's actually a really clean place to work, uh, especially relative to other types of mines. Salt is a very, I mean, it's it's got cleansing properties. So uh, it's people actually breathe better down there than they do on the surface. I'd believe that it's 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like spas and stuff like that too. I believe that do have like, like salt, you know, room salt. air experiences yeah. and stuff like that. I've never experienced one, but. And like those weird salt lamps. Yeah. Himalayan salt lamp. Yeah. Oh, I've got one. You do? I do. Yeah. I've got two actually. I've got one for a candle and one with an actual light in it. But no, there's there's like a I think it's like clen- ions or something in salt that cleanse the air. I can see that. Yeah, so like the workers like they really actually like going down there because they feel really good and stuff because they're breathing in this lovely salt air. 
Uh, Plus, if their lunch is like, you know, a little bland, they could just chip a little off the wall. Scrape the wall, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, There are no vermin down there because they wouldn't have any food source because it's literally just this kind of pretty sterile environment. Uh, How much would it be to make my basement a salt mine? <laughs> well, you'd have to drill, drill down uh, the height of the run sun plus <laughs> the Fisher building. Mm, so not economical. No, probably not. Um, they pride themselves on being one of the safest mines in the world and also their safety. There is actually a statue of St. Barbar or Barbar. I think it's Barbar. Barbar Banks. Yes. Uh, sure. Uh, no, but he's the patron saint of miners, which I did not know there was a patron saint for miners. There's a but... patron saint of everything I've learned. <laughs> well, St. Barbar is the one for miners. Uh, and he watches the workers over the over them as they come and go so they 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 like to do things to kind of make the workers feel you know good and and everything seems like they care about their employees a lot which is cool today the salt is used for world salt like i said it's about 60 degrees fahrenheit year round in the actual that's pleasant yeah again they like going down there and there is about oh here's your answer there's about 71 trillion tons of salt holy shit even after 100 years of mining it that's insane. That is. Yeah. So currently they're able to extract about 1.7 million tons annually. Uh-huh. So that's a lot. But they're planning an expansion that would almost double that right now. Huh. So there's about 1,500 acres of underground tunnels and about 100 miles of roads stretching from about um, Dearborn to Allen Park. Some of it's actually under Detroit. A lot of it's under Metro Detroit. The mines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go that far out? Wow. Yeah. Um, the salt isn't for human consumption. Like I said, it is remark. Oh, the the guy from D- Wayne State is geologist Dave Laurie, and he said it's remarkably pure. So even though it's not for human consumption, like it has the same properties, but it is very, very pure. I feel like some hipster companies just swing in there and be like, we have this artisanal salt from Detroit. <laughs> it's so pure. <laughs> it used to be, like I said, open for tours for a while. So in the like 20s, 40s, and 50s, and into the, some of the 80s, it was open to the public with guided tours often used for like school field trips and stuff like that. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I wish it was open for tours right now, but it's they're They're producing stuff. So like, it's kind of, it's, what's a yeah. better idea. The entrance today is at Sanders street, but it's only open for delivery trucks and public tours not been available since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. There is one small conspiracy about it. Uh, there is an author named Gregory, uh, a Fournier, and he believes in a mysterious hum throughout Windsor because I guess there's this like mystery hum in Windsor that people have many different theories about, and he thinks that might be due to them mining in the mines. Huh. Yeah. Other than that, there has not been any ooky spookies reported in the mines, although I am wondering about those mules. I feel it's just not because it could be because it is such a restricted place. Yeah. That like, I don't know, there's not like a ton of people have access to it, but like, I have imagined that like, Although maybe ghosts like just can't go down that far, you know? It could be something like that, or uh, there wasn't a lot of life there. Like I said, like even You know though, what it probably is? Because hmm. you know how like the the thing of like, oh, make a salt circle? Oh, yeah. Keep you like safe from ghosts? This like, is like hocus pocus. Ultimate salt circle. Yeah, because you're just entombed in salt. Yeah, no witches can get down there either, I hear. Yeah. Ha-ha. Crazy stuff. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Suck at witches. <laughs> So my source is really quick because I'm trying to get better at that. Uh, Atlas Obscura, DetroitSalt.com, MLive.com, WDET.org, and Detroit News.
Yeah, I need to start doing my story. I mean, I have it at the bottom of all my things, but I just never say it. Yeah, I mean, I really do want to credit any sources that we have, and we're always willing to put them up online and stuff, but yeah, you know, new yeah. habits. Yeah. So I'm going to show you really quickly a, pay, or a picture of the actual. So that's, that's the actual mines right there on a map and how far they extend out. That's crazy. And again, over 100 miles of roads, just, what did I say? Like underground roads, right? Yeah, these are the tunnels that they actually use to excavate like get the salt out is over 100 miles of roads that they've created because i mean essentially that's what they're doing they're creating these roads to get to new parts of the deposit yeah so you know the salt literally like under most of the area because it was this big basin yeah and just filled in with ocean and then dried up and got dirt on top of it that's cr like i always kind of assumed it was like just i mean I don't know why I thought it was always just under Detroit, but maybe it's just all the Detroit salt lines, but like, ooh. Yeah, and here's a, and I, w I will post these online too, but there's like a picture of a guy holding like the salt and it's just this big, gorgeous cube. It looks like a crystal. Yeah. And then the, the pictures of them actually mining in there are pretty cool too. You can see like the roads and stuff like that. That looks like a hallway in like my high school. <laughs> was your high school made of salt? It wasn't, <laughs> but it was under construction a lot of the time. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, so we're walking over that a lot of the time, which is kind of interesting to think about what's going on thousands of feet below yeah. the surface. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Wow. Salt mines. Yeah. Hence the salty dog. That makes sense. That was interesting to learn about. Yeah. So if anybody you know has ever actually been down in the salt mines, please get a hold of us because I want to hear what it was like down there from somebody it sounds kind of like a different universe to me. Yeah, I bet you it's got like a bunch of like weird echoes and stuff. Like if someone's talking shit about you in the corner, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm. Everybody hears it hundreds yeah. of miles away. Oh, yeah. Like those whispers you hear in the corner, mm -hmm. that's the salt mine. Bernie over there in the west quarters can hear you over here in the east quarters. Yeah. Something like, I don't know why he's Bernie, but he's Bernie. All the salt mine workers <laughs> are named Bernie. Or Bob. Bernie or Bob. Yep. Only B names. Bernie, Bob, Bernice. I don't know why they wouldn't be S names, but, you know. BS. <laughs> oh. <Hey>. <laughs> so think about that next time you uh, drive down a salty road. Yeah. You could thank the salt mines. You don't crash. And if you do, it's probably because you were texting. Put your phone down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Says yes. the person who's the worst about that. <laughs> I need to stop. You know what? New habits. Yeah. New habits. Citing sources and not texting and driving. Perfect. Yeah. Love them both. Speaking of old habits, uh huh, I did my two truths and lie on the drive here. Oh, that's okay. I usually do them when I'm sitting here. Yeah, I like finished mine while I was here, but um, I'm pretty happy with mine. Okay. I did mine about the Great British Bake Off. Oh, perfect. Because that's all I do now is. I'm gonna be really bad at it, but perfect. My life basically has just become like watching Jeopardy and Great British Bake Off. That's a good life, and Nancy Drew. Don't forget about Nancy. Playing Drew. Nancy Drew, yes, yes. yes. I think I've watched like I think I watched at least four episodes of Jeopardy today. Aw, you know not what? That, new that's ones, fine. old. These are that's from like fine. 2013. My 2014. life, my life lately has been watching um, Grace and Frankie or Frankie and Grace. I always forget the order of it. But Grace and Frankie, but Grace yeah, and Frankie. That's a good show too. Yeah, I'm like rewatching it for a lot of times. I mean, both of them are so iconic. <laughs> Lily Tomlin and Oh my gosh, I Jane love them. Fonda. Oh, and I told you I didn't know that Lily Tomlin was from Detroit, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. They um at the Voices Gala, which is the like Ruth Ellis fundraiser gala that happens somewhere downtown every year. 
they honored her one year, and I went, and I got to see her accept her award. Oh, that's so great. She's, both of them are fantastic, but. Treasures. Now I have an extra, extra little warmth in my heart that I know right. she's from here. Yeah. Oh, love her. Same. But anyway, Great British Bake Off. Yes. Juches and a lime. So to test the ovens, a Victoria sponge is baked in each oven before filming. Okay. Two, contestants are made to wear the same outfit the entire weekend of filming. Okay. And three, the show was the first time Mal and Sue worked together. Mal and Sue are the hosts. Or they were. Okay. I don't think it's two because I think they do have the same thing on, but I might be wrong. But I'm going to go that that's not the lie. I'm going to go with, uh, what was the first one? To test the oven, so Victoria sponge is baked in each one before filming. I'm going to guess that something else is baked to test the ovens. Final answer? Yes. No, they do. They bake a Victoria oh, sponge. Man. I was hoping that was like your trick. No, I thought about doing that, but no. Um, the Victoria sponge, they d- I don't know if it's every time before filming. I'm wondering if they do it like every day or like every weekend or like before every season. Because like the reason why I like learned some of these facts because I was like, why are they in a tent? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean... It looks pretty. It does. And I like, I kind of, um, I'm not 100% sure on this, but it's because the first season, they actually would travel to a different UK town every okay. episode. And the challenges would be like specialties from those cities. Okay. So they were intense always because they should be somewhere random in those cities. Okay. And so now they kind of just like stay put for a season, usually outside of some old like stately British place. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, it's um that Mel and Sue, that that was the first time they've worked together. Cause like this old comedy duo. They're neither of them are old, but like they've been doing comedy together for a long time. And I remember reading about them on Wikipedia that Sue actually like comedy proposed to Mel like let's be comedy partners. Aww. Like and I thought that was so like so sweet. No, that's cute. I love that. Yeah. I love it. I I love people. I love people's creative uh, partnerships. Right. I think they're and, very interesting. And they play so well off each other. And, like, mm-hmm. I love it because um, I think one of my favorite moments with the two of them is I think that they're doing a technical challenge like pita bread or something. And I think it was Sue goes something about, like, you better, you've only got 20 minutes. Hurry up because Paul will have no pita on you. But I'm not. And Mel just goes, oh, no, that was bad. <laughs> And just both laugh about, I don't know, I love them together, and I always get sad when it's not them, but the new people are okay. Uh, I, it, it's hard to adjust sometimes when you've gotten used to, like, a certain structure or, like, personalities or, yeah, on a right. show like that. I just, I had to, like, mourn the loss of them and Mary Berry before oh. I could truly, like, get into the new seasons. Mm-hmm. And the new one actually premieres tomorrow on Netflix, oh. and they're doing it week by week, which is weird. Oh, on Netflix, they're doing it weekly? Yeah, but I kind of appreciate that so I won't burn through it quickly. Yeah, and also you'll get sleep. True. Because that's always my problem. I'm like, let me watch all of Glow season three or, you know, whatever. Right. It's probably good they ask, are you still watching? Because then it kind of is like, maybe you should get a bad girl. Yeah, in theory. (laughs) But then I'm just like, mad. like, stop trying to stop me. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. consume all this media in one night. It's too easy to press. Yes, I'm still watching. Also, sometimes I'm feeling sassy. I'm like, why do you think I'm here right. to watch? <laughs> right. 
Don't question me. Just play the thing. <laughs> and sometimes it's weird, too, because it will only be after, like, one or two episodes. Like, the first Are You Still Watching takes a while. But when you're really binging, then it will be, like, two episodes later. And I'm like, stop telling me I have a binge problem. Right. I think it's, like, at the end of a season, I've noticed, because I was, like, I think it happened after, like, one episode, I was at the end of a season or something, and I was, like, are you still watching? I'm, like, I've only watched one episode of Netflix, calm down. <laughs> this is my right as a subscriber, and by that, I mean, I still use Jen's Netflix. <laughs> That's fine. She uses, I use her Netflix, she uses my Hulu. Oh, yeah, I have an arrangement like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think everyone does. Yeah. Uh, actually, I use, I think I use, like, my parents' Netflix, right? I know I use my parents' Netflix right now. My friend Christina also uses it. Mm-hmm. And you know how you can have, like, the different user profiles? Yeah. One of her favorite things. And she'll spend, like, so much time doing it. One of her favorite things is to change all of our user profile pictures, like, every couple months. <laughs> so, but she always picks them very specifically based on, like, each one of us. Because my parents each have their own separate profile. She has a profile. I have a profile. And then, actually, her niece has a profile, which is hilarious, too. <laughs> so, she'll choose, like, all five of them based very specifically on, on everything. I think I'm a monkey right now. I think I'm a ninja. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I should see what's new, though, and change it. Yeah. They are fun Have, if you've ever gone through the little profile pictures. I did when, like, they first came out, mm-hmm. and I haven't touched them since. We had Kimmy Schmidt ones for a while, which was pretty fun. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I'm going to change myself to Jacqueline. Yes. Jackie Lee, it's Jacqueline now. <laughs> I don't think anybody was Jacqueline in ours. I'm trying to remember. And I don't remember who I was. Oh, I was um now I'm forgetting her neighbor's name her neighbor. Oh, like the one upstairs? Yeah. Oh, I know her is it Carol? Carol is her oh, real Car- name, yeah, I think. Yeah, Carol King, right? Or Kane. King Kane. 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 Carol Kane? I think so. I think, yeah. I love her. She's hilarious. Oh, no, she is. Despite neither of us remembering her name. Yes. I mean, I don't remember people in my life's name. I'm very bad at names. If I ever forget your name, I apologize. That's just to the world. Yeah. I was going (laughs) to say, I hope you remember my name by now. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Well, I guess that uh, brings us to wrapping it up. Yeah. Because we do know each other's names, so let's yes. wrap it up. But if you have any experiences with salt that you want to let us know about, I don't know what that means, but uh, you can email us at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. And follow us on our social medias at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, and then also on Facebook. Yeah. Do you just search Detroit Strange, I'm guessing? Yeah, I think we even got the backslash Detroit Strange. Ooh, look I at think. us go. Yeah, doing things. Yeah. And until next time, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence.